Dr Jacqueline Rowlith is a well-known farming academic who writes a fortnightly column for us on thecountry.co.nz. She joins me now. Good afternoon. Happy New Year. Hello and Happy New Year to you too. 2024 is going to be great. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, You've had a bit less time though to write your column this week, Jack, uh, because you've been (laughs) putting in the hard yards in the milking shed. 2024 got off to a very early start, I would suggest for you. Well, yes, 4.30 and of course one's um, slightly anxious before that. So (laughs) yes, it was a very early start, but when COVID hit the farm, then clearly all hands on deck and mine were most useful in the dairy. Brilliant, brilliant. I would have joined you as well if I was up anywhere near you. Hey, look, one thing you have had time to do is uh, listen to a bit of the radio and you heard a text sent in to RNZ uh, saying, what is it with all these tractors on the road? Is it Tractor Thursday or something? Jack, had this person never heard of the phrase, make hay while the sun shines, I would have thought that was pretty self-explanatory there. Seriously wondered what their problem was, and not one of the uh, commentators, you know, the the jocular people doing the feedback, could actually answer the question. So around here, well, I don't know where they were driving. They were just complaining about being held up by squads of tractors, but the tractors were working. Oh. Sorry, sorry that people held up going to the beach were held up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're based in the Waikato. I'm not going to digress into a Jamie-esque boring travel story, <laughs> uh, but I've been from the top of the South Island right down to the bottom of the South Island this summer. We passed a few tractors, but nothing more than you would expect at this time of the year. Well, they work all the time now. So this whole business about how you create food efficiently means being checking. Um, and doing things all the time. So not many farmers I know were actually going to the beach or batch or whatever. We were working out there, making sure that we had grass growth under control, and a lot of that meant making hay, literally. <laughs> yeah, there has been so much feed around uh, in terms of, for the animals' uh, feed, that is. So be, in your article, you be, you go beyond uh, distractors on the road, looking at you know what they're actually doing, which is harvesting food for us mm. to eat and for the animals to eat. It's been a rocky road for food producers, especially you know in the past few years. And I see the UK farmers, Jack, are still uh, struggling to sell produce at the break-even point. Yeah. So that means food is going out for cheaper than it costs the farmer to grow it. How long can this continue and how do we stop this taking root in New Zealand? It's a major, major challenge. And you know that at the beginning of the season, this season, the milking season, we were producing milk for or below. We were being paid less than the cost Mm. of production. We know that sheep's really struggling at the moment. Beef's not great. Um, Venison's okay. And the milk price has picked up. So it's probably break even. But this is a major issue for the world. And during the COVID and beyond, because of supply chain disruptions, a lot of countries were putting in more and more subsidies, producer support mechanisms, they call them, but they're subsidies, to assist farmers not to go broke. And the Oxford Farming Report, Oxford Farming Conference happens at the beginning of each new year. This year, their report is saying our government, the UK government, should stop with the cheap food at any cost and actually think about how they're going to support the UK farmer. Well, mm, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be efficient. And so the subsidies, the OECD has pointed out, subsidies actually distort markets. 
New Zealand has not had substances since 1980, mid-1980s. And the, that's why we've got some of the most efficient farmers and growers in the world. We're watching market forces. But unless we can cover the cost of production, we're not going to have the next generation wanting to farm. And, of course, that's what the UK is noticing as well. So who is going to produce food in the future if we don't start saying, great, a tractor's on the road, it's doing the work, it's pumping the economy? <laughs> oh, and look, it's not just the subsidies uh, in the UK that I noticed when I was there in July last year. You know, when you can get a kilogram of onions for 15p at Tesco, they've got to mm. be loss-leading, these supermarkets, to get people in yeah. and then making it up on, I don't know, the booze or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just... As a consumer, you walk in and you're like, man, that's cheap. This is amazing. We don't see this in New Zealand. But then the farmer in you, your heart breaks thinking, what the hell is going on here? How do we sort it out? Well, I think food should be a global resource. And gosh, I didn't see you in July when I was in there, but I guess I was in a different part of the country. (laughs) But these 15 cents, they'll be coming in from Spain. And then one has to wonder what the regulations are in terms of salaries or wages, hourly rates, and, of course, the environment. So should food become a global resource, it would take a lot of work, and we'd need to be saying everybody has to have a decent minimum wage and their regulations have to be fit for purpose, which includes food quality and quantity. Yeah, interesting. And, uh, of course, your column is up on thecountry.co.nz if you want to read this in more detail. Dr Jacqueline Raworth, out of the Waikato, out of the cow shed, uh, have you managed to stop (laughs) milking yet or is that continuing for a bit longer? No, everybody's healthy at the moment, so long may that continue. Your stint is done. Thank you so much for your time on The Country today. Great to catch up. Lovely to talk, Rose.